Hey friend, welcome to the Planter Podcast, where we focus on faith, growth, and lifestyle. This is a podcast that propels both men and women to live their God-given purpose one conversation at a time. I'm your host, Damio Shodi, and I'm so happy that you're here listening to the Planter Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the Planter Podcast, where we talk about faith, growth, and lifestyle. And today I'm actually doing a series. Uh, This is going to be the first episode of the series and it's called Thou Shall Create. And Thou Shall Create is a series where I invite creatives on the show to discuss their journey to their passion as well as maintaining a relationship with Christ. It's to inspire people that anyone can create. God created, therefore, since we are made in his image, we are called to create as well. On the podcast, we'll talk about what they have learned on their journey and practical ways that allow them to add value to humanity. Also to inspire all of us to live out what God has planted in our hearts. Basically, this is a series to showcase that talent is not limited to just the four walls of church, but it can be exercised in ways that we can't even imagine. So in honor of the first episode, I have a very special guest who is the host of the podcast, The Right to Real Love Radio Podcast, which is the number one relationship podcast for Christians that will make you happier and smarter. He is also the writer of the relationship workbook, Dump Your Baggage, which helps people enter into their next relationship at their best. So please help me welcome Jay Mayo. What is going on, man? It's a pleasure to be on the podcast with you guys today. What's going on? <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I love your energy. Like when you speak on your <laughs> podcast, you're so energetic because I realize when I listen to myself, I'm very mellow. <laughs> oh, man. But that's the beauty of like the uniqueness of people, man. I think that's what makes each of us so unique. And I love it, man. I'm the way I am. You're the way you are. Everybody is different. And I think it, I think it works, man. I, I know for me personally, I, I like to hear a variety of different things. Sometimes you want the energy. Sometimes you want something that's a little bit more mellow, that's laid back and chill. So there's something that fit every occasion, I think. You're right. You're right. Thank you so much. Making me feel better. <laughs> oh, man. It's only the truth, man. <laughs> right, right. So I just gave a small introduction, but please fill in the rest. Like, Tell us about yourself like your journey to Christ and just anything that you would want people to know about you? Oh, man. Um, I would say, first and foremost, I'm just Jay Mayo. I'm on a mission doing what I can for the kingdom of God. And I feel like my assignment is focused towards helping people to first embrace their singleness and then ultimately develop healthy relationships that will last a lifetime. I feel like that's something that a lot of people desire, but a lot of people don't know how to do that. And I feel I've been put in a position to help people reach that point. And one of the ways that I've been tasked to do that at this season of my life is through the Right to Real Love Radio podcast. It's a podcast that's centered towards helping people to not only get some insight when it comes to relationship things that they may be going through, but to also help people along their faith walk, along their personal development journey, and just help people sometimes get some answers to the questions that they may be pondering, but never had the opportunity to either talk about with other people in their circle Or just never heard some different perspectives on it. So that's one of the things that I've been doing in this season of my life. And I've been enjoying it. That's not to say that everything is going perfect. But I'm grateful for where God is taking me and where he's continuing to lead me. So I'm excited. It's led me here. And I'm excited about our discussion today as well. 
Yes, I'm excited too. Um, I enjoy your podcast. I think it's pretty amazing. You definitely talk about topics that most of us question but really don't really or speak about, you know. So I like that you delve into things that are a little, you know, different. I'm glad to hear that because like that. that's definitely one of the things that I aim for is to talk about topics that people often either dismiss or they don't hear people talking about in an open forum and providing with providing people with the opportunity to not only hear those things discussed, but hear those things discussed in a real manner, not in a way where we're just kind of skirting the issue and kind of just, I guess, painting inside the lines. Sometimes you got to paint outside the lines and get a few different perspectives and understand basically how to do it God's way. Because the way society does a lot of things doesn't always come in alignment with the way that God desires for us to do that. So I take an approach where I provide people with the insight, mainly coming from the word of God, not my opinion. And then I do my best to let people know that it won't be easy. It takes work. And if we're not willing to do the work, then it's going to be a long, hard journey. Harder than it has to be, at least. <laughs> right. And at least you're real about it. It's I think some of us, we have an idea of our walk with God. It's going to just be so simple and it's going to be roses. and It's going to be happy. But there is real work to be put into this. So. You definitely no show that um, on your podcast. So I appreciate you for what you're doing. I oh, man, I appreciate you for, for listening. I'm grateful for this opportunity to come on and talk to you and also allow your audience to hear some of the things that we'll be saying today. And I hope and pray that they'll be able to take something beneficial that they can apply along their own journey, whether it's creating or just walking in the purpose that God has for them. Right. Okay, so that actually leads me into my question. Um, you said walking into what God has for them. How did you do that? So how did you even know who Christ was? Did you know him from a young age? Or did you know God like later? And how did you walk basically into your purpose? That's a great question. I would say for most of my life as a child, I knew... I'm not going to say that I knew Christ. I knew religion. I knew what it meant to get up and go to church on Sunday, go to church throughout the week. And I spent time in church as a young child. But I spent a lot of time once I reached, um, what was it, probably like high school, from high school all the way until like a couple years ago. Like I, I wasn't in church. I wasn't doing anything religious. I wasn't reading a Bible. Uh, I knew of God, but I didn't really have a relationship with him whatsoever. And that's one of the things that led me down the path that I'm on now is I got to a place where I felt like I had accomplished all of the things that people tell us to accomplish in life. You go to school, you get a degree, you get a well-paying job, and then life is supposed to be gravy. Well, I, I did all of those things and I got to a point where I wasn't satisfied. I wasn't fulfilled. And I knew that there had to be something more. There was a void in my life. And as I started to search, I realized that that void was a relationship with Jesus Christ. And I didn't know what that looked like. I didn't know how to, I guess, develop that. And I just kind of winged it. I think it's one of those things that I've heard uh, one of my mentors, Trista Sue, say, sometimes in life, you just have to learn how to figure it out. So I was at a point where I wanted to know more about my life and what I was called to do. And I decided that it was time for me to try to figure it out. And that's what led me to seek God. I had 
definitely sought a lot of other sources trying to figure it out, whether it was inspirational messages, whether it was um, reading different books and videos and just listening to different people's opinions on things. And nobody could point me in the right direction. A lot of people were saying a lot of stuff that would get you rah, rah, rah. But it was empty after you get rah, rah, rah and worked all up. And I realized that, hey, there's one place that I haven't turned yet. And that was too, at that point, I just knew of God and it led me into the place that I'm at now. And I just made a conscious decision to learn as much as I can, develop a relationship. And ultimately, it helped me to figure out that I have a purpose in life. It was predestined by God. And it was something that I set out on the journey to discover what was it. And I'm still on that journey of kind of putting all of the pieces together. But in a nutshell, that's what got me to the point that I'm at now. I like that you actually searched. Um, I've had a lot of discussions with people as of recently. I feel like God has been putting people who really don't know Christ in my life. And the main thing that it, it, like that comes from my conversations is, I don't like God. Okay, why don't you like God? And it's just like, uh, I don't know. I just don't like him. It's like, have you tried to get to know him? And it's just like, nah, nah, I haven't done that yet. It was just like, I don't understand how sometimes people feel like they can get to know God just by sitting down and just hoping maybe possibly that he'll come and, I don't know, communicate with them. But I know that's kind of off the topic, but I'd like the idea that you were intentional about finding who, like finding out about God, you know? We have to be intentional. That's one of the things that I didn't know at the time, but I understand now as a principle, when we read the word of God, I know for me, one of the first verses that really resonated for me and was for a long time a rhema word for me was Matthew 6, 33, where it tells us what our priority is in life. If nobody understands what they should be doing with their life, that is a verse that can help you figure it out. It is stated clearly that we are to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And that is the objective of everybody. Like you stated, people are searching for something and religion is definitely a birthplace for a lot of the searching that people do because it really doesn't fulfill us. It keeps people busy, but religion isn't fulfilling and it'll have us wanting more. Regardless of you've been in the church all day, every day, 365, if all you're doing is the religious things to do, you're going to be lacking something. And the only way to find that is to seek it out. That's what God told us. That word seek, man, it, it is very um, underestimated. It looks real easy. It's only four letters. We think that, you know, it's not it's not that bad. Yeah, seek God. All that means is to, you know, talk to him in prayer or read my Bible. It goes so much deeper than that. And like you stated, it is actually the the how, how can I put this? It is the answer to the search. If a person truly wants to get rid of whatever the void is, if they want to stop the search, all you have to do is do what Jesus Christ instructed us to do. Seek first his kingdom. And for those that want to know what that means, you you gain an understanding of it. If you read the four Gospels, you'll learn quite a bit about the kingdom of God. You probably, if you haven't already noticed, it's mentioned so much. It's the one thing that Jesus Christ talks about throughout the entire four Gospels. The kingdom of God is like this. The kingdom of heaven is like this. And that's what it means to see. Gain understanding what that means. So I would say, yes, searching is definitely a part of it. But more important than just searching is to actually be seeking the right thing. And we know because it's stated so clearly. That's the one thing I love about God is he makes things 
clear. We can't say that we didn't know. I, you know how they say at the end or whatever, when it comes to quote unquote judgment, then nobody is ever going to have an excuse. And it's so true. Right. There is no excuse. When it's, ra- it's written in plain English for us, <laughs> seek first the kingdom of God. It's up to us to make the choice to do that or not. And ultimately, that's what God, in t- he, he desires for us to make our own choices. He's given us that right. And ultimately, we'll have nobody else to blame other than ourselves. Either we're going to do the work or we're not. Exactly. Oh, he said that so beautifully. <laughs> it's so, real. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I understand that 100%. Okay. So when it comes to right to real love, how did you actually create it? Like how, I guess, or let me say the first question really is why? I know you mentioned it a little bit, but like, did you feel that um, there was something missing in the body of Christ? That there was not a platform available for singles? to really understand what it means to be in a relationship? And then the next question is, how did you go about creating the actual podcast? And that's what's up. And I'm going to start off by saying something that I don't think I've ever stated, not on my podcast, not on anybody else's podcast. And I'm going to say it right here for the first time ever. I never intended to do a relationship podcast. I never thought I would ever do a, a podcast based on Christians. And I definitely didn't think I would ever do a podcast that was focused on singles. So that would beg the question, why in the world am I doing Right to Real Love Radio? Because it's focused on all of those things. It's focused towards the body of Christ. It's focused towards helping people with relationships. It's helping singles as well as everybody, but definitely people who are unmarried. So I would say for me, why... I got to where I'm at with Right to Real Love Radio is it all stems from me searching out and trying to discover what my purpose was. Most people who uh, are familiar with the Right to Real Love Radio podcast, they know that it was started back in May of 2014. But I've actually been podcasting for over seven years. Like it's not something that I just started doing. I have had multiple podcasts prior to Right to Real Love Radio. And the thing about it is on the journey of discovering my purpose, on the journey of developing a relationship with God, he started to reveal things to me. And one of the things that he revealed to me is that the podcast that I was doing, I had to get rid of it. First, he just kind of let me know that some things were going to change. And I was like, oh, yeah, cool. Change is fine. Like, I don't, I don't mind changing. Mm-hmm. And then when I got that revelation that, now nah, you're going to have to end that, I got something else. And I'm like, huh? Say what? Say wow. run that back to me? And then when... <laughs> when What I tell everybody is Right to Real Love Radio wouldn't be possible if I didn't do two things. There were two things that were required in order for it to get to where it's at or to even start. And that was I first had to submit myself to God and then I had to surrender to what he was calling me to do. Because every podcast that I did previously, it was centered on me. And I'm not going to speak for other people, but I know It took me a while to be able to admit this, but every podcast that I did before, I didn't really care about serving other people. I enjoyed it. You know, like I enjoyed it. I know people took something away from it, but honestly, the focus was on me. That's why I used to be so caught up in how many people are listening. Am I going to be able to monetize at some point? And why aren't aren't we growing more? All the questions that people ask, and I'm not saying that these aren't legitimate questions to ask, but I know for me personally, those years ago, I was... I was focused on the wrong things. And it was because I didn't really have a true purpose that was guiding me. The only thing that was guiding me was ambition. And as we know, there's a clear difference between purpose and ambition. The main thing being who is going to benefit from it. If I'm the only person benefiting from it, then that's nothing more than ambition. And that's all that was. I was chasing ambition and I wasn't chasing purpose. 
one of the beautiful things about Right to Real Love is the fact that I started this journey knowing that the focus wasn't going to be on me. The focus of this podcast is on serving other people. That's all I care about. That's why when people ask me about monetization, when people ask me about stats, I really couldn't tell you. I'm not interested in monetization. I don't know what the stats are. I've checked them maybe once a year because to me, those things just don't matter. My ultimate objective is to make sure that I'm serving people in the manner in which God has asked me to do it. So for me, this journey is all about serving other people. This journey is about fulfilling the purpose that God has for me in this season of my life. And it's one that I truly enjoy. That doesn't mean that it's always easy. That doesn't mean that it's always something that I'm in love with. But the one thing that I know is that I'm doing what he's called me to do. And to me, that's the most important thing. Wow. (laughs) That is so awesome. Like, (laughs) no, that's pretty that's pretty amazing. And I like the idea of or, you know, purpose is serving others. Like I didn't really notice that between ambition and and purpose, because you can have a lot of ambition, but it means absolutely nothing in the long end or yeah, in the long run. But when you have purpose, it's true. Like your whole mind, like your mentality changes. Now it's like, well, this isn't just about me. This is about other people. I'm here on this earth, not to just serve myself, but I'm here to serve other people. And I'm so with you on that. Like when it comes to the planter, it's not about me. Like this podcast, the blog, it's not about me. I'm trying to cater to the body of Christ and cater to those who are not in the body of Christ. Like I'm trying to basically fetch people from the streets and be like, hey, like this is a nice community that you can learn or be free to learn about God and speak like what's on your mind. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what my purpose is to create conversation. And I totally agree with you on that. Like your mind like changes completely when you know the purpose that God has given you. Like it's, it's very like, it's like an aha moment. No doubt about it. (laughs) No doubt about it. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why when a lot of people who are interested in starting podcasts, they always ask me, you know, what do I need to do to start the podcast? And I already know that when I tell them the most important thing, a lot of people brush it off. I've had most people that ask me the question of, you know, Jay, what does it take for me to start a podcast and kind of do the things that you're doing? And I tell them what I didn't know when I started all of the podcasts before Right to Real Love, which is you need to know why you're doing it. Now, the reason I frame it as you need to know why you're doing it instead of saying you need to know the purpose of it is because everybody who starts a podcast isn't going to start it based on purpose. And this is coming from somebody who started a handful of podcasts and it wasn't focused on purpose. It was only focused on my own personal ambition. So I tell people, you got to know what's your why. If your why is to do something in regards to your business or to bring in some money, that's certainly fine. Like, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. But I think it's so important to know why we do something, because if you don't know why you're doing it, When teens get tough, when you don't feel like doing anything, those are the times when you're going to be tested. Those are the reasons why a lot of people start podcasts and they don't really stick with it because their why wasn't something that was going to keep them going. But for me, I know that I don't have a choice in doing the things that I have to do. Sometimes I don't want to do the things that I have to do, but I force myself to do those things based on the fact that 
I know it's bigger than me. It's not about me. It doesn't matter how I feel. I need to get it done because it's a higher purpose I call at hand. Right. And the thing is, you're a steward over something God has given you. Exactly. I'm so glad you pointed that out because the one thing that I try to tell people when they say, yo, Jay, I love your podcast, man. Your podcast is dope. Jay, I love your podcast. It's not my podcast. Like I tell people that it is not my podcast. It is God's. I'm nothing more than a steward. I'm called to manage what he's put in my place right now. And that's this podcast. I, I do nothing more than manage it. That's why I will never be like, yo, that's my podcast. And even when I make the mistake sometimes and, you know, because we have the tendency to always put that possessive on things that we do. When I when I pick up on it, I'll be like, oh, oh, man, my bad. I didn't mean to say that. That's not my podcast. It's his. So, yeah, I think that's really important. Being a steward, being a manager. That's what all, that's what God is about. That's what our mandate is. When you first put us on this earth, we are to be managers and stewards of the earth. And that includes the things that he's purposed us to do, whether it's a podcast, a business, our family, whatever that may be. Right. And it shows that you have accountability. It shows that you are being responsible for what God has given you. Um, That's one thing I think that I really learned this year, because for me, I was scared. Like, I'm not a very extrovert person, like even like having an interview like this, like I'm very nervous, like in, in usually I'm a very nervous person, but I'm just like, look, something needs to be out. God asked me to do this. So I have to let my fear just kind of go to the side. My nervousness go to the side and just do it because he's called me to do it. And it's true. Like you said that, um, we don't really have a choice. Like, <laughs> you know, God has given us something to do. Therefore, we have to fulfill that because it's going to be a shame when we die and, you know, we have to go and meet him. And he's going to ask, like, what did you do with what I've given you? And either it's we fulfilled it to the best of our ability or we didn't do anything or we kind of just did it, but not really. I was fearful. I was scared. And all those things are not a good excuse for God because he didn't give us a spirit of fear. (laughs) That's real. And you keep saying really powerful stuff, whether you realize it or not. And you're right. See, One of the things, or I should put it like this, one of the reasons why it's really important to know the difference between ambition and purpose is because at the end of the day, all God is, take this with a grain of salt when I say the word all, okay? So Mm -hmm. all God is really concerned with when it comes down to what we do here on the earth and our time that we spend here is what fruit are we producing? Right. You go back to what you talked about when he looks at, what did you do with the talents that I gave you? We all have talents. We all have gifts, just like in the parable. There are some people that have more talents than others. And there are some people who will waste their talents. And there's other people that will go out and make their talents work for them. And that's what God desires for us to do. It isn't about, oh, did you take those talents that I gave you and just do nothing with them? No. But did you produce fruit? And that's the key. That's the key is all about the fruit. So once we get that understanding that it's about the fruit that we produce with our lives and with our purpose and what God called us to do, the next question is to examine what type of fruit am I producing with the things that I'm doing? Is Are the fruits of my labor a big house, a nice car, money in my bank? What about the fruit that we're supposed to be having in other people's lives? So it's so important for us to know what type of fruit we're producing, because here's the thing, we're all producing fruit. It's just whether or not it's the right type of fruit. And that's a question that only we can answer. Right. I agree with you on 
bearing fruit what fruit are you producing me and my friends have that conversation all the time like you can have the job you can have the degree you can have all that stuff and not have made an impact on anybody or have done the will of god in any type of way so at the end of the day did you really fulfill what you were called to do did you produce fruit who have you led to christ what have you done you know i don't want to sound like you know uh i don't know i could come off as kind of I don't know, like aggressive, but this is like real stuff that I feel like people really need to get and understand, like, what are you doing with what God has given you? And that's the whole point of this podcast. Yes, it's or a part of this um this series. Yes, it's here to inspire you, but it's here to like give you that real like, you know, we really have to sit back and evaluate our motives and evaluate what we're doing with ourselves and what God has implanted in us. So I'm loving everything that you're saying. <laughs> Like, nah, I see you. What you're saying is real, too. It's extremely important to make sure that we get it right. And there's nothing wrong with having the aggression that you have. And the key thing is that we have to know when and where to have the aggression, to, to stay with that line of that word. is It's fine to do that with people that already have a relationship with God. I think right. it's when we don't know when to, for lack of a better term, turn that off with people who aren't there yet. That's why it's so important to be able to identify where somebody is and you respond to them in kind. I think that's one of the mistakes that a lot of people make when it comes to, you know, witnessing the people is they don't know how to do it the right way. And it's very important for us to know how to do things the right way before we take it upon ourselves to start doing those things. So, yeah, I'm glad that you pointed that out here on your podcast. People know what to expect. These people who are tuning in, they should have a relationship with God or understand that it's something that they desire to do. So they should be able to take, you know, the real talk, the aggressiveness that you bring. I I do the same thing, you know, at the close of my episodes. Man, when it's time to get to business, I'm not going to hold any punches. I tell people what they need to hear because you're listening to this podcast for a reason. I'm not here to sugarcoat you through this journey because I need the real talk, too. As much as I'm saying these things to other people, I'm saying it to myself. Like, I'm not perfect. I tell people that all the time. So when I'm talking like that, I'm talking to myself. I'm talking to everybody else that's listening. And, yeah, there may be people who haven't accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. But the thing about it is they pressed the play button. So they knew what they were getting themselves into. Hmm. And if not, you know, they can turn it off. But my whole point is you got to meet people where they are. And people who are tuning into your podcast, people who are tuning into our podcast, they've made a decision of what direction they want their lives to go in. And they should be prepared for the real talk and um, the realness that we bring to this topic. Because, man, I'm not sugarcoating it for nobody. I'm not making it easy for anybody because it's not easy. Like, Jesus didn't hold no punches. Like, he right. told them how they were. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Bruh. Like, were you in the <laughs> middle of our conversations this week? Like, I'm really just like, you are bringing up everything that we've talked about. Like, <laughs> especially how to witness to people. Like, um, these people came to me this week. Um, I think it was on Wednesday. They came up to me. They said, oh, do you know about the Passover? And I'm just like, I mean, yeah. And they were like, oh, what is it? And I explained it to them. They're like, do you know that you have to um, belong to or do the Passover in, in order to have eternal life with Christ? And I'm just like, I don't even have the time. Like, these people have come to me before. They've talked to me. And I'm just like, yeah, plain. But I'm just like, if I was somebody who didn't know God, right? Somebody who didn't read their Bible. Somebody who didn't have a relationship with Christ. And you came to me trying to, like, tell me about him. Is that the way that you're going to do it? 
you don't even know where I'm at. Like she said to me, you probably never heard that word before. I'm like, little do you know, <laughs> little do you know that possibly I have. It's not the way to witness to people or just, oh, do you know who, like, you know, like, I don't know, like asking questions like the, right off the bat. You don't know that person's name. You don't know who that person is. Oh, do you know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior and has a purpose for you? It's like, great. But who is that? You don't even know me, you know? So, yeah. I, one thing that I want to add to what you're sharing is that's real. And I know exactly how you feel. I, I've been in situations where here's the thing that that I've learned. I, I read in a book, not even a biblical book, um, something that's called the curse of knowledge, where when we know things, when we meet other people who don't know the same things that we have, that we know, there's this tendency to judge those people or to feel like, man, why doesn't this person know what I know? And the one thing that I had to learn, because I definitely have had the tendency of being a very judgmental person, and it seemed like the more that I learned things, even learning things about the word of God and his kingdom, I I tend to be more judgmental towards people. And it, it was something that God really had to reveal to me that the reason why he brought those people into my life, people that I may be like, why are they saying that? That is so wrong. Why would they assume that I don't know that? And First thing that he had to teach me to do is that when people come to me and they feel like they're sharing something that I don't know, even like you said, they will go as far as to say, I know you probably don't know this. Instead of me being in a position where I'm ready to defend myself, I just have had to learn how to just listen to those people and to not even kind of flex what I know by saying, well, let me take you to school and kind of spill that's not the that's not the right approach either, because then all we're doing is really mirroring that person the same way they wanted to vomit what they knew on us. Now we're just vomiting back on them. And, and that's a real nasty situation. I don't like to vomit. I don't want to like to <laughs> vomit on me. So what I had to learn was to just kind of listen. And then the second thing that God taught me after he revealed to me that it's important to just let people share what they know, because as we know, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So people are going to tell you what's in their heart. And what God was showing me is he operates based on what's in a person's heart. So when he brings people across your path like that, it's letting you know, this is somebody that you need to start praying for. This is somebody that you, they, they're zealous for me, but they don't have the right information. So begin to pray for those people that they'll continue to have this passion and the zeal to to please me and to bring people into my fold. But the thing about it is they need to have the right understanding. So that's the one thing that I had to learn. Instead of looking at those people and being like, man, can you believe what this person had to tell me? Man, they thought I didn't know this. He showed me that I have to start praying for people like that. And I would even say just to give a, a practical example. There are certain um, Christian podcasts that I listen to that I try to support different people. But I'll be honest, the same way that I had to cut off some of the secular podcasts that I listened to, that I used to listen to, I should say, uh, the same thing has happened with a lot of the Christian podcasts that I've discovered. I hear things and they rough, they raise flags. And the one thing that I had the tendency to do, even in those cases, like, man, how they out here on the podcast telling people all of this stuff and it ain't even right. But then God revealed to me, you need to pray for them because they're in the position of a teacher. That means that they're in a position to be judged even more harshly than people who aren't out here teaching his messages and teaching them in error. So it's so important to turn our attention towards praying for those people and praying that they will have the truth revealed to them. Because if not, that that's the saddest thing. That's the saddest thing is when people don't know as much as they think they know. 
it can be very dangerous. They can lead people down the wrong path. And it's important for us to be in a position to pray for them, especially if there are some things that God has identified to us that this person is doing in error. We need to pray for them. And that's one of the things that I've learned. And I hope that sharing this with you and your listeners, it'll be something that we can take going forward. Yes, um, I definitely hear you on that. It's something that I think God... It's not going to be easy to do. It's kind of like, in a sense... Um, when they say pray for your enemies, <laughs> right? you know, most people, they, they kind of wrestle with that, but man, it, he's called us to do it. No, God has been teaching me a little bit. Now I won't say a little bit, a lot about like love and what that mm-hmm. really means this year, especially praying for people who have hurt me. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's something that he's been teaching me about a lot. So yeah, definitely. You're right in the sense that to pray for those that, I don't know, like, just like what you said, like, just pray for people, basically, because prayer is powerful. If we really believe in the spirit of God, like, we need to be able to use prayer and know and and have faith that it's going to work. You know? Yeah. And here's the thing. Uh, everybody out there listening, it doesn't have to even be nothing deep. You know, like, you ain't got to pray for them for like hours. It can be something as simple as when you notice something like that, like, Lord, open their eyes and reveal your truth to them. Simple as that. Right. Simple as that. Like, it, I think sometimes we over spiritualize stuff and we think that it got to be real deep. Sometimes we just got to ask God right there in the moment for what, what somebody needs, ourselves included. In those instances, I, I pray that for them. And then I pray, Lord, help me not to judge people that's in a position like this. Reveal their hearts to me and help me to be able to reach out and pray for them. True. Simple as that. Like, we, we, don't, we ain't got to go. <laughs> we ain't got to go run into the prayer closet. I mean, not to say that there's anything wrong with that, but sometimes we can just get it done immediately. True. You're so right. So, right. Thank you for dropping that knowledge. And thank oh, you no for problem. just, you know, educating us and educating me. So, thank you. Ah, thank you for asking the questions and providing me with the opportunity to share. Oh, no problem. And funny enough, like, we have gone so off topic as to what we're supposed to talk about in general. But you know what? The spirit is moving, so that's fine. Like, I'm, I'm cool with this. Um, but to take it back to, like, about you... Um, when it comes to your podcast, how do you maintain consistency? Because it seems that you post up to six days a week, right? So what, like, how do you do that? Like, how do you maintain that consistency? And then what work ethics did you have to adopt in order to stay in this calling? All right. That's a great question. And I'm so glad you asked that because the first thing that I have to reveal is managing this podcast is been a journey for me. The one thing that I tell people is, please do not look at where I am now and think that this is where I started. So people who just discovered a podcast, like you stated, they'd be like, wow, this dude is doing six episodes a week. That's amazing. And if I start a podcast, I have to do six episodes too. Man, when I first started podcasting, I could barely put out one episode a week consistently. I'm telling you, you don't start with six, even with Right to Real Love Radio. I didn't start putting out six episodes. The podcast was launched in May of 2014, and it was a huge undertaking for me because I committed to doing two episodes a week. Every Monday and Friday, I would put out a new episode. That's what God had led me to do. And as about a year or so, after a year or so passed, I started having this inclination like, God, I really want to provide more content to the people. But the thing that I had to learn is even though I wanted to go to putting out more episodes a week, 
I knew that it wasn't something that I could make the decision on because like I've shared, it's not my podcast, it's his. So even though I had a desire to put out more, he knew that I wasn't ready. He knew that I didn't have the things that I needed to have in place in order for me to do that. So for me, it was so, so important for me to listen to him. And when he gave me the green light, that's the only reason why we're able to consistently put out the amount of content that we put out is because he's greenlit it. Trust me, if I had a jumped ahead of time and tried to start putting out six episodes a week, I probably would have failed. The one thing that I'm so grateful for is the fact that I've never missed an episode. I've never. Every Monday, every Friday, I even used to put out some bonus episodes every once in a while. Every Monday through Saturday now, there's never been a day that I've missed. And Lord willing, I never miss because I understand that this commitment is to him first and foremost. So for me, that's how I remain consistent is by doing what he tells me to do. And the way that that works is he had to develop two things in me that I completely lack prior to going along on this journey, which is organization and planning. And the funny thing about it is these are the things that people tend to, um, I, I guess, praise me on. And I have to stop because I'm like, y'all, y'all can't praise me on that. This once again is him because like I told you, when I was podcasting before, I could barely consistently put up one episode a week. I will record a show on Thursday and then have to work my butt off editing it just to get it up on that Friday because I, I didn't have a plan. I didn't have schedules. I didn't know what I, I mean, I knew what I was doing in the sense of putting out episodes, editing them and having discussions, but I didn't know the importance of organization, didn't know the importance of planning. And that's what God helped me to see is that you need a plan, you need to be organized and you need to be patient. Those are the three things that help me to consistently deliver content. And you've done an awesome job. Like, I see you it's have, like, I know, <laughs> I know, I know. It's just like, you know what I'm saying. It is not me, man. Trust me. I, there have been times, man, like, trust me, it, it, it's all him. Trust me. There, there are times when I just don't feel like it. That's just real. There are right. times when I don't feel like editing. It's times when I don't feel like having a discussion. It's times when I don't feel like doing it. But that's why I say it goes so much. If it was me, if it was my podcast, if I didn't feel like doing it, I didn't because that's what I used to do. On my my old podcast, if I didn't feel like doing something, I didn't. I catch on next week or whenever I put the next episode out. I can't do that now. I honestly feel like I have to put out an episode every time. It's just I have to. Like, I can't drop the ball. I don't want to drop the ball. Mm. And you upload them at like 4 a.m. in the morning, I see. I'm just like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Like, okay, I see you. No, it's good. (laughs) Like, you're doing it to the best of your, like, to the best, like, how do I say it? My friend says this all the time, like, the best quality. Mm -hmm. You know, if it's, like, she has a praise dance team, and she's also going to come on the show, so you'll hear about that, too. Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah, she has a praise dance team um, on our campus at FIU, and... You know, they do practices or whatever, and she'll be like, well, if it's for God, I want it to be the best. Yeah, like, you know, we can say we're good enough, but good enough is not good enough for God. It needs to be the best. Like, I need to make it, you know, like, even the littlest mistakes, I want to be able to make sure that we get it correct. Because I want, I don't want to embarrass God, that's what she'll say. I don't want to embarrass mm-hmm. God. I want to do it to the best of my ability. And if I've committed to this, then, you know, he'll give me the power and the ability to do it in the way that he's called me to do it. And so, 
I'm with you on that. And like me and my podcast, like I'm trying to get it out once a week. Like I'm really (laughs) trying. It's something that he's working with me um, with. So yeah, hopefully at one point you'll be seeing me posting more podcasts when he gives me that green light too to go. Exactly. That's the key. Wait for the green light. Right. Right. So how did you continue to to maintain your relationship with Christ? Like through all of this, you're uploading six times a week. And you may have a job, you may have been doing other things. Like, how do you maintain your relationship with Christ? And have you ever felt it harder to maintain a personal relationship due to the amount of time that you put into your podcast? And if so, like, how do you combat that? I hope that wasn't a lot, like, in one question. Nah, I kind of understand what you mean. Okay. I would say, for me, I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat it for anybody. It's challenging. But I would say... It's not challenging really based on the work more so than it is me. Like I tell you and like I've told everybody, like I'm not perfect. There are still things that I'm working on when it comes to my relationship with God, things that are still developing along this journey, things that he's still instilling in me that I'm not really good at. There are things that I do excel at and there are other things like most people. I have some weaknesses. I have things that I don't do that well. I have areas that I need to improve in. And for me, it it does become a challenge. I would sit here and be lying if I said, nah, it's easy. Like I maintain my relationship. No, there have been seasons in which I was doing that really well. I would say the first year that the podcast was out, man, based on the fact that I knew I was doing something for God, I would say I was always my like my relationship with him and the and doing things for the podcast. They went in tandem. It was like I spent as much time in prayer and reading my Bible and studying and doing things like that as I did working for the podcast. As things have the tendency to do in life, when we become more accustomed to what we're doing, we begin to kind of coast or put ourselves in cruise control. And that's really what happened to me during like last year. Last year was really a cruise control type of year where I won't say I got off course, but I got real comfortable with the process that I was going with in the podcast. And God helped me to kind of reestablish not only my relationship with him, but with the fire that I needed to continue the passion of doing what I'm doing with launching it to, to six days a week. That really helped that re, that reignited a fire and a new passion for me in regards to having to seek him for that. And, and now, you know, I'm in a period where I'm trying to get closer, trying to spend more time with him, trying to make it more a part of my day, more than just doing the other work. So even though it may seem like the work may be the thing that's keeping me away from him, it really isn't. There's 24 hours in a day and I make a decision myself to not spend the time that I could be spending with him doing other things. And that's just the truth. So for me, it's truly a challenge. It's something that I'm still working on is making sure that I don't just make spending time with God just something on my to-do list each day. It has to be more than that. And that's one of the things that I've been working on and developing is, yeah, I read my Bible. I, I listen to messages. I listen to teachings. I watch teachings. And I do the work that I'm doing for the podcast. But ultimately, it's challenging. And um, for me, I can't sit here and pretend like it's not. And I appreciate your honesty and your transparency. Because if I had asked that question maybe to somebody else, I'd be like, oh, all I have to do is this, that, or another. And that's just not true. Because we all know, like, you know, 
life does sometimes get in the way. But I like the idea that you said that it, it's more you. And that's a very honest thing to say. It's definitely me. <laughs> that's an honest, like, that's some real stuff to say right there. Like, so, like, I see that you do a lot of self-reflection, obviously, for you to come to that conclusion. Because it's easy to say that, okay, yeah, like, I have a lot of work to do. I have whatever I have to do. That's what's causing me not to spend time with God. But in reality, um, I like the mentality that you have that it's not, it's not a to-do list. It's something, it's something that we get to do. And even though it may be, you know, with what we have going on, it could be somewhat difficult or seem difficult. It's something that we should continue to strive with. And I appreciate that you are just so honest. <laughs> Man. Yeah, the- The way that I look at it is, you know, it says in in the word of God that we are to hunger and thirst. And I would say there are periods in time when I'm hungering and thirsting for God, which means that I'm never filled. But then there are times when I'm just hungry or thirsty. And those are the times when I just want to get my feel and then go back to doing what I'm doing. And for me, that's what I try my best to try to transition out of. I want to have that everlasting hunger, that everlasting thirst, where it's not something that I can just fill up and go do something else. So that to me is what's really important. I don't want God to be like a pit stop where I refuel and then I go about my day until I'm back on empty and then I need to come back to him and refuel again. I don't think that's the way to go through life. Right. And I agree with that. So in the process of you, you know, building your podcast and your platform, how do you overcome possible doubt, fear or what is perceived as a lack of resources? How do you combat those things? Run into him. Because mm. <laughs> like I said, when it's not my podcast and I start to have things that I become worried about or fear or doubt, I have to go to him. I, I really do because it's not mine. It's just like if you were working for somebody else, if something went wrong, it's really as your your position as an employee, it's not your problem, you know, because you're not the owner. So if you're working for somebody else and something goes wrong on a project or something goes wrong in regards to the relationship with a client, then you're going to go to who? You're going to go to the owner if it's somebody that you're working with directly, or you're going to go to your supervisor, meaning that you're going to go to the authority in this situation. And that's what I have to do is I understand that I'm under God's authority and I'm also under the authority of other people in my life, mentors. So when I have issues, I go to my authority. And I think that's the best way to do it because we can't overcome these things without him. So if I tried to push through and do it myself, it would be a big problem. And I would say I can give you a practical example of something that I used to be really, really concerned with when it came to the podcast. As you know, Right to Real Love Radio is a podcast that's based upon having guests on the show. And there were periods in time when I would be searching out, trying to find guests, get the right people on the show. And it came a point in time where that became extremely challenging. There were certain series that I had on the podcast that specifically required an amount of male guests. And I found myself in a position where I could not find any men who had an interest in coming on the podcast. And I'm like, God, what am I supposed to do here? Like, I need to put out more men chat episodes. I need to put out more the way we think episodes. And I need men to do that in order for these series to work the right way. And one of the things that he revealed to me is that you're doing something I didn't call you to do. And then that was like, 
Like, I, I hit him with the Scooby-Doo. Like, what are you talking about? Like, this is a part of the podcast. This is what I'm supposed to do. I got to keep guests on the show. And he was like, I never told you to do that. And it took me a while to really process what he was saying. But that was another area that I had to submit to him. Well, I was like, all right, well, if this isn't something I'm supposed to be worried about, then I hand it over to you. And I'm going to fully surrender this thing. I'm not even searching for another guest. If guests going to come on the show, you'll bring them. And guess what? I've never had to worry about guests on the podcast. It's something that he has covered completely. And I love it because it took off that responsibility of me having to spend time looking for people to come on the show. I don't have to do that anymore. He overcame it. I took it to my authority and he took care of the issue. Mm, dang, that's really good. Because I feel like for my podcast, um, sometimes or majority of the times I do bring on guests and sometimes it can be so difficult to find somebody or have them respond. But you've pointed out something really good and maybe I need to go back to in prayer in regards to the direction of what I'm supposed to be doing with this podcast. So you definitely did point out something to me that um, I should be looking into for sure. So Yeah, and, and like I say, or what I should say is that everybody's journey is different. So that's one of the reasons why you're doing the right thing. Go to God and see what he is telling you to do. Because that can be something that is dangerous when we see God tell somebody else something and then we assume that he's telling us the same thing. Right. That's not always the case. It's so important to see what is he telling me to do and how can we know that unless we do what? We have to go to him. So when we have these issues with doubt, with fear, with lack of resources and you know the other things that you mentioned, we have to go to our authority and that's God or I would He's our authority, whether we acknowledge it or not. But hopefully we're acknowledging him as the authority in our life. And if that's the case, then we should know where to go when we run into these challenges. And his answer may not be what we want to hear. And it may not be what he tells somebody else in the same situation. Right. It's not a one size fit all. It's definitely personalized. Just to be completely honest, I don't want you to think that I've never reached out to anybody as to be a guest on the podcast since that. No, what I do now is if I have a thought that comes to mind that I want to possibly have somebody on the show, instead of just going and doing it like I used to, I'll take it before him and I'll wait to get confirmation as to yes or no. And to me, the revelation of whether or not it's the right person comes from whether or not I get a response. So there have been times when I got a response and I was like, okay, cool, bet that was God. And there are other times when I don't hear back from people. And then that to me is like, okay, maybe that was just me. Yeah, that was really me. I just really want to have that person on the show. And thank you God for just making it clear that I have to be able to hear your voice a little bit better. So it's a work in progress. It, It takes time before we can truly always know what God is calling us to do. Yeah, that's why it's a journey it or is. <laughs> a race. How have you seen God working in your life since you decided to make yourself available? Like what has changed about you or have you seen just, you know, like a shift in your life since you have really put yourself like in a place that God, like I'm here and I'm available? Every area, every area. I am not the person that I was, what, three years ago? when I started this journey, I have changed a lot. And a lot of those changes have been positive changes. And at the same time, there have come a lot of tests, a lot of challenges, because with growth, with testing, it it comes with the pain, 
it comes with seeing things revealed about ourselves that we may not like to see that can be hard to accept, but we have to accept that that's who we are. And those are the areas that God is revealing we need to work on. So for me, every area, I mean, he's improved a, a lot of areas in my life and many of them have come through tests. For example, in 2014, when I really started this journey with the podcast, I would say, um, I probably wouldn't have said it then, but I would say looking back and knowing what I know in hindsight, I would say that was a really easy year. But also when I examine that deeper, I think it was an easier year because I spent a lot more time with him. In 2015, that wasn't the case. And it was a, a horrible year. It was, it was a bad year. Like I, I didn't, 2015 sucks. Like I, I don't ever want to relive that year. And the reason why it was so bad is because a lot of the things that I was learning in 2014 and areas that I was growing in, man, the test came. You know, it was like, um, let's see, I'm trying to pick the right analogy to kind of give you an idea of what I'm saying. So I'll pick two. Um, when it comes to building muscle in our body, we understand that you can't grow bigger muscles unless you tear down the old ones. So that's essentially what was going on. In 2014, I was kind of like lifting the weights and pumping like, yeah, baby, this feels good. <laughs> and in 2015, like all of those old muscles were breaking down. And anybody who knows if you go into the gym and you haven't worked out in a long time and you go hard in there that first time, you're going to wake up sore. And that's essentially what 2015 was for me. 2014, I was in there lifting weights, thinking I was the man. And then 2015, I was feeling all of the pain of not bad things. You know, the pain isn't bad. And I think that's the most important thing to realize. The reason you feel that soreness in your muscles is because the muscles are being broken down. And how do we make our muscles grow in addition to working out is we have to feed ourselves the right thing. We have to put protein into our body. And to... Um, Go with me here with this analogy, uh, listeners. This The essential thing to do when it comes to God, the same way that we would put the right food in our body, we have to spend that time with him. And that's not what I was doing. So I went through all of the work in 2014, and then I felt the pain in 2015, and I really didn't respond to it in the right way because I was working out, but I wasn't eating right. And those things don't really produce any results. So that's one of the reasons why it was very much a struggle for me in a lot of areas of my life. I mean, I was tested financially. I was tested in regards to um, this whole celibacy journey that I'm on. I was tested in regards to my relationships with other people. I was tested in regards to things that I was doing with the podcast. Every area imaginable was tested because all of those areas had experienced growth in the year prior. So for me, it taught me a very vital lesson. When there are good times, you better prepare for those times when things are going to change because it's always a season. If you got a lot of money today, enjoy it. But there's going to come a day when that's not the case. If you don't have any money today, don't worry, because the day is going to change. And one day you'll have more money than you do now. And that's all life is. Life is a season. The most important thing is to make sure that we are allowing God to guide us and lead us along that journey. And that's one of the lessons that I've learned and I'm continuing to learn. And, you know, I could see somebody saying that, oh, you know, God doesn't love you because oh, he made you go through some things. What would you say to that person? Oh, I would tell you he definitely loves you. That, that That's the reason why he puts you through those things. Because the thing that we have to understand about it is God doesn't use people who are not tested. 
And for those people who want proof, all you got to do is look at Jesus. What happened before he started his ministry? Literally, before he started his ministry and he was going to repent for the kingdom of heaven is near, what happened? He went in a wilderness and was tested for 40 days and 40 nights. If God has to test his own son, we better believe that he's going to test us too. So, so often we want to have the platform, whether that's standing in um, on, on a like up on a podium somewhere teaching in front of people or preaching in front of people or on a podcast. We want to speak to people or on a radio show or television. A lot of times we want our voices to be heard, but we don't want to be tested. And that's not the way it works. If God really loves you, he's going to make sure that you get to that place that you have a desire to go. But you're going to be tested on your way there because you have to be strengthened in your character. If God didn't test me in certain areas, I wouldn't be able to do the things that he's calling me to do because I would buckle under the pressure when the real situation showed up. And that's what he tries to help us avoid. He wants to test our character to make sure that we're capable of doing the things that he's called us to do. So I would say this, if you're living life and you're not being tested and you haven't been tested in a while, because here's the thing, we go through tests and then there's a period of time when when those tests are over and we kind of got like a chill period. But then if you are a person and you're listening, you're like, yo, I ain't never been tested. Like my life has always been easy. Like I really haven't had any challenges. I would say that's something to examine. I'm not going to say get worried or concerned, but it's something to examine. Examine if you are in alignment with what God is calling you to do, because if you are from everything that I've learned along my journey, everything that I've learned from people who are also doing things for God, there are challenges that arise. And if they aren't, that's definitely something that you need to be aware of and you need to figure out what's going on. So I would say testing is a part of the process and that's proof that God loves you and it's proof that he's called you to do what you're doing. Yes, especially that it is proof that he's called you to do something (laughs) it's it's definitely proven it builds endurance it builds your faith because especially if he's the thing that you have to rely on you know you pass that test here comes the next you know how to handle it or -hmm. even a harder one you know the steps that you took the last time in order um to pass the test successfully so definitely agree with that so i know that you dropped a lot of knowledge already but is there any advice that you would give Anything else that you want people to know? Like it can be in regards to your podcast, it can be in regards to life, relationships, or whatever it is. Is there anything else that you feel that people should know? My advice to the people who are listening is listen to this discussion again. Because like you stated, there were a lot of things that were shared. And I know for a fact that there was something that somebody needed to hear that God would reveal to them today. So instead of putting any more information out there, I would say just go back and listen to what was already shared and listen to it as many times as you deem necessary, because it's important for you not only to be like, oh man, that was something that I needed to hear and that sound good. Nah, sometimes we get into an area in our lives where we just want to consume more information. I've been there, but then we don't take the time to understand that information. And if we lack the understanding, then we'll never be able to apply wisdom when the time comes. We'll have the information, but then we'll still make the wrong choice because we didn't understand it. So I would say you heard some things today that were resonating with you. Go back, listen again, and ask God to provide you with an understanding of those things and then continue that process from there. All right. 
thank you so much for thank coming. you yeah like this is an <laughs> awesome conversation like oh, i didn't man, expect great, this great at justice. all by the way <laughs> but this was i hope fantastic. it's a good thing right <laughs> no of course of course no like i like free-flowing conversations that's what i'm here for so and you taught me a lot i know that you uh taught everybody that's listening a lot so oh man i learned from you as well and i appreciate oh, thank that. you thank you and it shows that yes you are reading your word like all this knowledge you can't just get from a self-help book. Some of this knowledge you really just can't explain. Like the Holy Spirit would just be dropping stuff in you. You just be speaking. You're like, where did I where did I learn this from? And it's just like Yeah, that's real, man. You know? Because I, I tell you, one of the things that I've learned is you can have a lot of discussions, you can try your best to, I guess, prepare. But you, you never know where God is going to take you. And that's one of the reasons why even when I'm recording for A Right to Real Love, I always ask God to just speak through me. I, I need him to speak through me because when I speak for myself, I had a tendency to not speak eloquently and not say things the way that I want when I go back and listen to him. But then when I listen to certain things, I'll be like, hold up. I said that? Like, <laughs> yo, I know that wasn't me. Like, that was God. I'm sure I'm going to listen back to this and be like, I said that like, yo, God, you that that was not me. So, man, I, he has the tendency to show up, but the thing about it is, we have to be willing to allow him to do that. So, definitely, definitely. Um, so, for those listening, um, how can they get in contact with you? Where can they find your podcast, your social media? Like, how can we know like what's going on with you? Oh yeah, most definitely. I would say the hub to find everything is over on righttorreallove.com. That's where you can listen to the podcast. You can find all the links to social media over there as well. If you listen to this podcast on iTunes, you can also find Right to Real Love Radio on iTunes, on Stitcher Radio. And the other thing is, if you want to follow me on social media, um, my Twitter is at IamJMayo. So feel free to follow me, hit me up. And if you have any questions, uh, let's chop it up. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And I know everybody else appreciates it too. So that is the end of the podcast today, y'all. Talk to y'all later. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did creating it. If you'd like to stay in contact, please follow me on social media, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Planter. So T-H-E-P-L-A-N-N-T-E-R. And you can also follow the blog and comment and just have conversation with me at theplanter.com. So again, T-H-E-P-L-A-N-N-T-E-R.com. Would love to hear from you. Thank you so much and stay tuned for the next episode.